All right, hey everybody, this is Ashley. And this is Aaron. Put <laughs> these notes. Aaron, look. Keep it going. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to another week's episode of A Perspective. I'm Ashley. And I'm Aaron. And welcome back. Thank you so much um, for joining us another week. I think I already said welcome back, right? That's okay. We welcome you guys. <laughs> yes, welcome. Like, <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so here we are again, another week, ready to do this great podcast for you guys. Um, and we're going to just jump right in. I'm going to say for taking care of business taking care of business um that's where we're gonna start and really i'm just want to say something quick about last week's mini so okay so a couple people <laughs> have reached out about um the way we sounded in last week's episode and a couple people thought that we were whispering or in a place <laughs> <laughs> in a place that we could not talk it was not that i mean honestly it guys we recorded that episode at about 1 30 2 o'clock in the morning just to make sure we got some material out for you guys um we had technical difficulties with the pre-recorded episode so we did what we had to do um so although it sounded like we were podcasting after dark we technically were but we were not whispering i think it was just you know i mean it was 1 30 in the morning okay like and i'm old so yeah i mean least, i was you know. i was being mindful of where i was at because i wasn't at home recording oh true um, true but I wasn't necessarily whispering, and, I, mm-hmm. and, and at some point, I feel like you got hype as if you was like. <laughs> I mean, I thought yes. I mean, it wasn't. I guess it wasn't loud. Like I guess when you guys hear this, it probably won't be the, the octaves won't be the same. But right. I didn't necessarily feel like we were whispering. But no, guys, we were not somewhere where we could not talk. <laughs> we were not Truthfully, about to get kicked out. I like out. the way it sounded. Actually, I, did I don't too. know what you were hearing. I mean, I, I don't. I also don't. Yeah. Get, hear opinions like that. But I was. I mean, hear opinions in general. But I, I was listening like, ah, oh, I kind of like the way this... We're going to have to do a special edition podcasting <laughs> after dark. Oh, we, topics is going to get real. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's all I had as far as oh, taking okay. care of business. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so then we're going to roll into small business shout outs, which this week I'm doing something a little different because I can, because it's our podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, so normally doing small business shout outs, what I'll do is I'll take a... Um, uh, small business um, usually people I know are just you know people doing it big for the community and for themselves um, but this week I want to do something a little different because I'm feeling so inspired um, recently a few of my friends um, have just reached some new levels in their careers and their personal life so I just want to take a little bit of time on the podcast and shout them out um, and as follows Catrice, Chanel, Amber and um, oh gosh who was the last person I was going to shout out? Oh, it ain't doing that well. Oh, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I can't remember. There was somebody. Anyway, um, these people are doing big things. Oh, my cousin Jordan. I'm sorry. Jordy, I love you. you girl, hey. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I just want to shout y'all out because, you know, I've been in y'all's lives forever. Um, 
And I just really love seeing you guys grow, you know, personally and professionally. So shout out to y'all for all the big things that y'all have going on. You know what it is. I'm not putting your business out there on the podcast, but I'm really proud of y'all. And y'all are my small business shout out this week. So yay. And that's it. (laughs) All right. And that is my small business shout out this week. All right. Okay. Uh... And so now we are moving on to... Five questions. All right, here we go with five questions. Uh, As you all know, this is an opportunity for, this is the part of the show where uh, you all get to learn a little bit, learn a little more about us in an interesting and fun way. And for us just to have uh, interesting conversations and sometimes learn stuff about each other. Mm -hmm. Um, The questions range, so it's only five questions. They range from funny, sad, serious, thought provoking, and we try to ask them in interesting ways. So, I guess actually in the spirit of doing things different, um, this week's five questions is going to be a music edition. Ooh. Uh, so every question <laughs> will be related to music in some way. Okay. All right. Um, question one. Mm-hmm. Name a music video you wish you could have been in. Ooh. A music video I wish I could have... Oh, my God. Um... Jay Z, um, I'm a hustler, baby. I just want you to know, um, it ain't where I've been, where I'm about to go. Ah, you better keep. What is? Give it name? to me. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. But don't. What's the name of it? Oh my god, I can't. But yeah, I I wanted to be in the video because I remember seeing it back in the day, um, and I just felt like they was having so much fun. I was just like, oh my god, look at. I mean, and they was going from room to room. I really Jay Z, that girl going room to room, and. I don't know. The video just looked fun. Mm-hmm. I'm looking up the name. <laughs> okay. Well, while you're looking up the name, um, the video, don't laugh. Whatever. Oh, I just want to love you. Sorry. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, my music video was uh, Slave by Britney Spears. Lord. It's the song that came to my head when I thought of the question. So I wasn't going to take the time to think of anything else. It came to my head. I remember, I remember even trying got? to learn the dance video, the dance moves to that. Um, it looked hot in that video. But they, I mean, she killed it in what? that video. That video was the, back in the day. I'm a little girl. Yes, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> that, maybe that's the one part I remember that I'm like, oh, I wish I could have done that when she, anyway. That was good. Oh, I like that question. All right, question two. Mm-hmm. Name one of your favorite R&B duets. Name the artist and the song that they sung. Oh, oh, um... Neo and Jennifer Hudson leaving tonight. Oh, I'm not leaving. Yes. yes. Okay. No, no, no. I wanted yes. to get the melody in my head. Ooh. Oh, I won't deny everything in my body wants to know that you're the one. Mm. Go ahead, Jennifer. But I can't take this seriously when you're just having fun, steady running around, making a fool of me. What? I can't sing it because okay. Aaron would have to be the vocals. No, <laughs> but I'm just sitting here trying to remember. Beyond- okay. All right. Um. That is a good song, though. That song. Whew. Still slap. I'm just going with all the songs that came to my head when I first thought of these questions. Okay. So, <laughs> mine is Whitney Houston and Brandy, Impossible, from the Cinderella soundtrack. Why did my sister just send me that behind the scenes? What? When, when, singing? when Whitney kept saying, why are you down here? You need to be up here. <laughs> that song is the... That song... That movie... Ooh. That whole movie was... That movie was good. Yeah. I remember recording, going home to record it so that I could rewatch it. I remember learning the the lyrics to some of those songs. Yes, I remember lear- yes. what typing and learn. Okay, we can kill that. Jam. Can I say a close runner up though? Because it yeah, just popped yeah. in my head. Um, 
gosh, uh, Alicia Keys and Usher when they say, um, "If I ain't got you." Is oh. Alicia and they remixed it? Um, Ooh, I got you. I'm sorry. And another... Oh, God. Okay, and this is it. Alicia Keys and John Mayer. No, not John Mayer. What's the dude's name? Um, from Oh, Adam Levine? Adam Levine. Wild oh, Horses. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so there's a movie that that song is connected to that has Mark Wahlberg in it. Is Fear. It? Um, <gasps> oh, yeah. With, um, um, is that Reese Witherspoon? Reese Witherspoon. That's from back in the day. Wow, okay. And I always remember that because I remember... The, it's the part of the movie where I think he fingers her for the first time as they're going up the, uh, okay. the roller yep. coaster. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that part sticks <laughs> in my head. That song, that song you just sung. Um, all right. Next question. Okay. Name a song that you'd play in the bedroom. That I play in the bedroom? Yes. Adult time. (laughs) You go first. I got to think about that one. All right. Mine is uh, the song that came first to my mind, which was um, uh, Jacquees Bed. I know you want to, but I just want to. Yes. And girl, you know the deal. Uh, I got to keep it real. So that would be a song that I would play. Ooh. (laughs) Okay. So mine would definitely be um, Neo Lazy Love. I don't know that one. Oh my god! I don't know, think I know that one at um, all. <laughs> no, no, but that, okay, that's, yeah, your, that's, yeah, yours, that's yours. No, I was just gonna tell you about uh, uh, No, you. I look at somebody like lazy love. Lazy love. You got that lazy love. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so it's not about being a lazy love. Oh no, 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 no. Okay. He said it's so good I can't get up and do anything else. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Um, that was question three. Three. Yeah. All right. Uh, question four. Okay. Name a song that motivates you. Freedom by Beyonce. Okay. And um, Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Mhm. Uh, is Fireworks by Katy Perry. <laughs> yes. Or <laughs> okay. my new song is Simon Says by Megan hey. Thee Stallion. Yes. <laughs> Both those can motivate me. <laughs> you know, that, Katy, that Katy Perry album, that Fireworks is on, is really good. That That's, was, yes. yes. That, what? That was another Teenage um, dream. Time. Yes. Oh, God. She had a good one. I was actually going to use one Wait, of them. Wait, was that Teenage Dream? I thought that was the one. That was Teenage Dream. Oh. Yeah. You made What was the one after me. Teenage Dream? You mean the album after Teenage yeah. Dream? Yeah. That might have been Prism that was after. Was okay, Prism I think I like Prism. Legendary Lovers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And Let me make sure I down last Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I think that was Prism. Mm-hmm. I think Prism came afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, five. Question five. All right. Okay. Question five is name a song that was your parents' jam, but it's now yours. Oh. Um, ah. You want me to go? Yeah, you go. All I right. can't think of it. I have two. Okay. So my. <laughs> Uh, mine is Sweet Love by Anita Baker and Giving mm. You the Best That I Got by Anita Baker. Mm, okay. Both like, really good. I can still jam to those. Oh. Nancy's was Planet Rock. And I hate it. She was in the band. What's Planet Rock? Um, it's like a band song to me. Like, cause it's a lot. It's, it's, <laughs> okay. Cause I don't know what that is. I can't. I would have to like that, was, that's that part sounded like, familiar, but I can't. Okay. You know, you, you would know it if you hear it. But, like, I remember being young, and every time it came on, like, in the car, she would go in. Like, that was her. She said they performed it at Nova State or something. I don't know. What? You know, Nancy, a band nerd. Yes. 
All right, well, that concludes five questions. Uh, we're going to now, yeah. So as, as we always say, or as we've said before, if you have any questions that you think that we should ask each other, or questions that you would be interested in hearing us answer, um, let us know. Send us an email or send us a DM. Send us a, reach out to us. We'll do it at the end. The plug. Oh. Also, okay, I'm going to do plug. But also, we are going to start putting these questions up on our Instagram and Facebook. So, yes. um you guys can also respond there or just, you know, send messages and let us know what you thought of the questions. And plug, you can contact us on Instagram <laughs> at a perspective underscore underscore. Email us at a perspective, no E at the end at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, a perspective with Aaron and Ashley. Boom. All right. And that concludes five questions. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to move right into under my skin. Okay. Uh, and. You look like you're ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) I only have one under my skin this week, but it really got under my skin. Okay. So, um, sometimes when Robin and I are lazy and don't feel like uh, cooking, we order out and we use... I mean, one of my favorites is DoorDash. Okay. So, yes, DoorDash, I am calling you out this week. Um, So, we ordered Chipotle from DoorDash. Mistake. (gasps) I don't know. You don't order Chipotle nothing. Actually, it... Okay. Let me get... Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So, (laughs) the dude comes. He brings the order. I'm ready. I'm starving. It's like nine something at night. Starving. I open the bag. There's a bowl and a burrito in there. I automatically knew it wasn't our order because we both got bowls. Um, so I called Chipotle. I called Chipotle first. And so I'm like, hey, I just got the wrong food. Um, you know, what do I do about that? And the girl goes, haha, um, I am so sorry. Um, you're going to have to contact DoorDash. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, then how do I go about getting my money back? Um, uh-huh, you're going to have to contact DoorDash. And I was like, but didn't I pay Chipotle? Don't y'all get the money? And she was like, yeah, but it's DoorDash's responsibility. And <laughs> their drivers have been messing up all day. And <laughs> you're like the fifth or sixth person that had called, has called. That set me off. <laughs> okay, because, I mean, one... All right, I can understand what you're saying. I need to contact DoorDash because technically I ordered through DoorDash. So they are responsible for giving me my money back and taking care of this issue. But Chipotle, if it's been happening all day and you told me I am the fifth or sixth person to call about this, wouldn't you think that you would change the manner in which you are getting the delivery drivers these this food i mean and i know what she's talking about because i've seen the setup in there where they just have like a stand and it's just the drivers i guess go pick up the bags but if you saw that i mean if this has been going on and you are continuously getting calls wouldn't you do something about it and so i go can i speak to a manager oh ma'am i am the manager well do you think this is funny (laughs) (laughs) and really and I, i i recognize i was hungry and i was irritated but I just I still feel like there's a professional way to handle it, and all that damn giggling she was doing was driving me crazy. And all I could think was this must be some little young girl, and and that's fine. Um, but I was pissed, and it just it, it didn't make any sense to me that if it had been happening, they didn't do anything to change it. Like you didn't put the names up there in big bold letters. My name is Ashley. I got an order for some lady named Lisa. Lisa, Ashley, Lisa, okay, Ashley. So you saw who? I saw whose order it was oh, okay. for. And Lisa's name was on the receipt. Lisa, I'm sorry you never got your Sofrito or whatever that was <laughs> that you you ordered, okay? It didn't even look like something I would eat. So that was another thing I was pissed about. Because I'm like, man, if you're going to give me the raw food, at least let it be something I can eat. I can't eat that shit. 
So then I, I hung up on the girl because she was pissing me off. And then I ended up um, contacting a delivery driver. And I was like, did you know you brought me the wrong food? No, ma'am. I brought you the right food. I said, no. My name is Ashley. And he brought me Lisa's order. So then I had to snap on DoorDash. DoorDash. Y'all need to tighten up, too, with your drivers. Y'all got to make sure y'all understand what you're doing and reading when you go pick up these bags. Um, but long story short... I got my food. I got the correct food, and I got my money back. So I just that was. Oh, did you? I have learned. I am old. I am not paying for shit that I do not want. That is not quality. That's not right. Even if you brought me the right food, you're still gonna give me my money back for this order because you inconvenienced me. Now I have to wait even longer for you to go and bring me the right food. Wait. So DoorDash brought you. So they went and picked up your correct order. Yeah, he went back to pick it up. Brought it to you. Mm-hmm. And you talked to someone at DoorDash who gave you your money back. Yep. Refund and. and Option for credit. I don't want no credit. Put that money back on the same card that it came from. <laughs> okay. And then I had to give them a break. Well, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> I know somebody. I mean, I know I know a couple people who do that, and they're serious about like that. What you just said. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm paying you. I bet you that was it. Good, still. It was good though. Oh. <laughs> that Jay, I crushed that whole bowl. It was good. They had made it perfect. That pissed me off too because I could have been smashing a perfect bowl. And no, they didn't do that. They even put the right amount of sour cream on it. Mm, now I want some Chipotle. But it was good. Yes. Yeah, so that was my under the skin for the week. <laughs> I've calmed down, but I was pissed. You know, if you walk into Chipotle and you start smelling, if you smell Chipotle in the air, mm-hmm. it does something to you. Anyway, I had a Chipotle the other day too. And I was going in just to get some chips. And as soon as I walked in, <laughs> the smell. You had to get a bowl. <sighs> no, I got, the, I got the build your own so that I, that was my compromise. What's the build your own? The the kids meal. Oh yes, okay. That's my compromise. So I wasn't gonna get a oh, whole. Oh, I thought about you the other day. There was a lady in there with her little girl, and she was doing that. I was like, oh, those were the days. They are the shiznai. Okay. Um, my under my skin. Okay. All right. So I didn't really have like something that like got under my skin. I had a moment yesterday, the day before yesterday, that made me go like, why do why do people do this? Um, <laughs> Uh, but I, but I recognize, I, I, or at least, at least when I started to go in one direction, I, I caught myself, and and it's just, you know, none of us. I say this all the time. No two people are the same. We may get to the same answer, but the way in which we get there will never be the same. So in thinking that, I was like, this is just, there's just a number of people who do this, mm-hmm. but why? Um, so I was in the line checking out. I went to go get some juice, and I might have had two things of juice and like two pieces of candy or something mm-hmm. um no i'm lying it wasn't juice i was in the dollar tree because you know dollar tree oh, has some good candy yes. you know dollar tree has some good candy so i went to go get some candy i had five i had six bags of candy no four bags of candy and some popsicles or something that they had in there all right so i ended up putting something back but long story short is i had enough like i like the person in front of me had already gone they they were down to the last stuff i had moved my stuff down to the front mm-hmm. and as soon as the lady starts to scan my stuff like my judge said I had six or seven things and i end up putting one back as soon as the cashier starts to scan my stuff why don't ask me why i noticed this the person behind me reaches all the way to the front of the thing to grab a divider to drop her divider in between yeah. her stuff and my stuff. Yeah. And for some reason, it just got me because <laughs> literally there was probably maybe three more things that the lady had to scan. Maybe four. Mm-hmm. Why did you need the divider? And there was this big gap too between her stuff and my stuff. Okay, I was gonna <laughs> ask. Like, no, they were not anywhere near. And you can see the difference between like candy and like 
And sorry, this household, these household items you get. Yes, (laughs) yes. Like, and it just, I just started because it it happens all the time. And my brain actually looks at, thinks about it all the time because I, it's maybe it's me. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I try my best even when the person is in front of me. I rarely have ever used that thing. I know I have, so I will never say never. I have rarely used it because I try to be mindful enough. At least, at least my thinking is, let me. I can self-separate mm-hmm. or let me make sure there's a big gap between their stuff and my stuff. Um, yeah, man, that just that yeah. just made me go, why do people do that? But that was the thing that happened that almost got under my skin. So yeah, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> but I usually use a divider. But I mean, it's literally, man. And that's only a lot. Dude, like yeah. maybe four more things. Like, and they're candy. It's not a lot because normally I'm in self-checkout. So I don't, you know. Oh, well, you can't sell check out of the Dollar Tree. No, no that's their downfall, man. No, that's probably... Yeah. <sighs> and then Depending on what Dollar Tree you go to, Dollar Tree... Um, and so. the one I go... Yes, that could be under my skin because for some reason, one, there's only five registers in there, right? Mm. But even if there's only five, why do you never have all five? In New York. When it's peak, peak... Like, the line... When I say that line in that Dollar Tree, the one that I go to, and I'm going to shut up, like, <laughs> wraps around almost the whole building. Like it can get oh my long, God. and I and I'm not standing in it, especially when I live right around. I, the mm-hmm. beauty of it is this one is like literally around the corner from where I live at. Oh, so, okay. so you can go back. I'm going. Go so back I, back. I've gotten a trick now. I go right before they close when they're trying to get people out, so it's not that mm-hmm, many people. Mm-hmm. Um, versus like, anyway, that could also be another under my skin because they it'll be like three three registers open out of five, and you see the line is long. You see the line is long. <sighs> they don't care. Anyway. <laughs> All right. All right, so that's yes, that was my under my skin. <laughs> okay, and that is gonna wrap it up for under my skin this week, and we are going to jump right into what are you watching? What are you watching? All right, I, you um, you go. You, what are you watching this week? All right, all right. So I'm watching a couple of things this week. Um, I think we're slowly gearing, getting back into uh, a new wave of television shows that I watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm only I'm gonna just so I'm watching uh, Queen of the South. Queen of the South is back on, like I said, and so I've been watching that. Um, Claws is back on, so I've been watching Did that. Did you watch that? Claws is really good. Do you watch it? I cannot get into it. Claws to me, yeah, Claws is good, man, and it's so not. It's not Sorry. as like one note. It's like like not. It's not. It's not. It's mm, stuttering. Stuttering Stanley, boy. <laughs> it is not a one note uh, show. There are multi- multiple layers to it that I think make it really good. Um, yeah. And plus, the, some of the characters in there, like I like, I've seen them in other stuff, and so mm-hmm. I follow that. Anyway, claws. I finally finished uh, when they see us. Um, yeah, man, I finally finished that, and I think at some point I just want to talk about that, whether you watch it or not, because I've also recognized, I've also recognized that it is just, that it is just as much as people say you should watch it. That there's um, there's a realness to people who can't who can't bring mm-hmm. themselves to watch it. Like and for whatever reason, and that shouldn't be judged or anything. Not that I was ever judging, but I was like, "Ooh, I was just waiting for it," and now I'm okay. Yeah. Being able to talk about it anyway. So I finished that. Um, Big Little Lies, but I'm going to talk about Big Little Lies in my perspective today. Ah. Um, and Grownish. Uh, it was good. Uh, so I'm going to talk about Grownish. Oh, Always Be My Maybe. So there was one scene I haven't finished it yet, but I started Always Be My Maybe oh, exactly. on Netflix. It's funny. It's cute. It's worth, like, you know, rom-com. I mean, rom-com sort of a thing. But there yeah. was one line that was funny that made me think of me. Because the, the girl said um, uh, her parents' worst fear 
is that she'll ever that she'll be in a situation where she'll have to tip someone. And I was like, yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> so <laughs> I just. She was talking about a cab. She was like, they'll pick her up from the airport because they would hate for her to get in the cab and always have to tip. Um, So I thought that was funny. All right, but Gronish this week. Um, As you all know, we talked about Gronish last week in our mini-sode. And because uh, I want to talk about something different in my perspective, I'm going to talk about Gronish a little bit now. Just a little bit, just just the overall thing. We won't dig in deep into it like we do our mini-sodes. That's what the mini-sodes are for. Right. (laughs) All right, so on (laughs) Gronish. So on Gronish. Um... The, bi- the description says, you know, so, Zoe, so Zoe's friends encourage her to get a job when she starts to feel the impact of her dwindling bank account. Mm-hmm. But she struggles to find something that vibes with her career goals. Anna and Aaron consider attempting the shield challenge. Um, the part that I also added was like, Nomi's relationship is challenged by Zoe when she spots them at her new job. But Nomi checks Zoe in return, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Between that and her convo with Doug, uh, when he offers her a job, Zoe gets a reality check about her life and assesses it with um, realistic expectations by the end. Realistic expectations and goals. Um, I could have used this show, like I said, for my perspective this week. Um, it covered topics to me that I thought actually were worth talking about, such as real friends help you out in your time of crisis, mm-hmm. um, holding your team accountable for their BS, which I think that show, which I think this episode talked about, okay. um, as well as I mean, simple stuff like that. Dry spells are real, people, and that <laughs> the, the dry spells are real. Vivek and his dry yeah, spell. I need to go back and watch this episode <laughs> again because I, when we talked about it earlier, I was like it was kind of dry to me this week. But I had forgotten no, a lot of the stuff that it you was just good. said. Aaron and I mean, yeah, Aaron and Anna, Vivek. Yes. So <laughs> okay. that. So that. And I, and I really yes, and I appreciate Doug and how they've written his how they've crafted his character so far um now that he and, and in a way too this they're so separate from sky right now right like him and vivek they're developing him through the vivek mm-hmm. situation and i think that's cool um and and i'm very interested to see where that's gonna go i kind of feel i still don't know how i feel about nomi and the situation with that teacher even though people are not that interested in it to me it's like not i mean you said last week you weren't that interested into where it goes i'm interested to see like how they ended because to me it's going to end at some point like she's a freshman or a sophomore in this relationship like i said where she's exploring um and when you know better you do better and right now she she only knows what she knows um zoe i thought oh yeah so anyway i don't get into it but like i said there were some real good topics about it and i think that real friends holding you accountable for your bs Mm -hmm. um like a strong loving hand i thought that that they, they they explained that or they show that really well uh so yeah that's what I'm watching. See, before I get into what you I'm know watching, no Gronish is good, huh? See, Gronish was good. Before I get into what I'm watching, because I watch Gronish as well. But let me ask you, because you said you're going to talk about Gronish in your um, perspective. No, I'm talking about Big Little Lies in my perspective. Oh, I thought you were no, going to no. talk about Gronish no. too. Okay, so are we going to do Gronish on the mini set? Like, is that uh, because now there's some things <laughs> I want to talk about, <laughs> and it just popped into my mind. I hate. Okay, see, this we can is do like, wherever. This is yeah, live. No, this man. is live. This is uh, <laughs> on the spot. All right, so what I'm watching this week. Um, Wait, what did you want to talk about? Just just so I know it in my head. Oh, um, I wanted to talk about Aaron and Anna. Do you even really like that relationship? No, and oh. I feel like it, 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 there was some foreshadowing to what I had said before. And now I have a, I have a completely other theory now. I mean, but it, no, it still touches on that. But remember I said, I think um, Aaron still is like, like Zoe. And that's why he was... I don't know, just seemingly kind of... You think that he showed that in this last... I don't think he showed that, but I, I, I think they're going to travel that road. And what if the season ends with Aaron and Zoe kissing for some kind of reason? For whatever reason. <sighs> if she cheats on Luca, it's a wrap. 
What if they break up? Look at me y'all sometimes. Look, Many so. You know who you getting with. You know who you getting with when she got with him. And and I think I think it's vulnerable. Anyway, that's that is a whole other topic. Yes. Because anyway, because there's a whole conversation about like those vulnerable moments. Do those are those the only moments that make you really like him or stay with him when you think he's on that bullshit? Like you were probably about to go down. Who? Like Lucas? Like every time he oh. every time he exhibits some bullshit behavior that you're ready to call him out on, then he does something so sweet and so endearing that like shows you that's just See, like that don't that's like. That, I mean, like, do you, do you I, get what I'm saying when I say yes, that? That's like, I'm going to slap you. And then I say, I'm sorry and buy you flowers. To me, that can be the same thing. Like, it's still abusive in a certain type of way. If you want to get that deep with it. Maybe for Luca and Zoe, no. Because, I mean, they're in college and it's, they're young. So, who knows where this is going to go. But it can open a pattern. I don't like it. It, it just could. But anyway, um, although I think Luca, Luca is a, um, a 420 person. So, I don't think that he would... Get he's too to chill for that. Yeah, I think that's like, that's a part of why he's so I chill. I love it's his like, demeanor. I do love his demeanor. See, now I might stick with Luke. Okay, whatever. Luke this over Aaron. Me. Anyway, <laughs> Luke over Aaron. Okay. Luke over Aaron. What are you yeah. watching this week? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Grownish. Clearly, um, but no. So I started Pose this week, although I have not seen this week's episode. Don't judge me. Um, but that first episode was pretty good. I mean, I. I don't know exactly how I felt about it being the season two opener, but I mean, it was, it was still good, but I did like, um, pray tell and how, um, emotionally invested he got into the cause the um, act out fight aids. I love how that one, because you know, I'm a rent fan. So when I heard them say that, I was like, Oh my God, I know about this movement. Blah, blah. Okay. Um, was that in rent? It was in rent. Yes. No. Actual <laughs> reality act out fight aids. Oh, you know, that's, um, I mean, yes, that's a real thing, but I didn't know that was in rent. Yeah, oh, okay. Yes. It was, they talked about it in rent and in the little background, back, um, behind the scenes thing. Um, also, um, well, so yes, I liked how Praytel, um, he got emotionally invested in it, um, and used his voice and his, um, I guess his own situation for good to help him get better, feel better and get out of the rut that he's in. Um, I also liked how he called out, um, Electra for not, um, did you, know, you really participating yeah, at the ball? I didn't. Didn't what? care for it. Yeah, oh, I did. I mean, he may he maybe he went too far, but I think it was. I mean, it was necessary. Maybe it could have been done in a different setting. It could have been done in a different setting, but I still feel like it was necessary. I mean, you call your—that's his friend, and he feels like he's calling her out on her bullshit. But every, I mean, you, one you haven't seen this week, so I, I haven't so, seen so, this so, week. so I'm gonna caution what I'm about to say with that one every people protest in different ways, and so you can't okay, and you shouldn't true. call somebody out without understanding. Like, like you don't. People protest in different ways. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. Yes, you're right. We all use our voices. You're right. But he, I mean, I still respect his right to say something to his friend, and he, he could have just did it differently. That. And we ain't gonna get into this um, bigger conversation of about like where where you you were calling you were calling elect you were calling, Praytel was calling Electra out for not showing up at that particular protest. Mm-hmm. Right, like let's not even break down the dynamics of that particular protest and how it was not beneficial to anybody really in that room. That's a whole other conversation in terms of historical context. Yes. So that that's a conversation Robin and I had because I I I think I felt the same way. Like the look on your face is how I felt (laughs) when I was watching it because I was like, how disrespectful! Like I don't understand why here and why at this moment. Um, And Robin said they were touching on 
Wait, in the ch- in the church? Oh no, that's not what I was talking. Oh, about. Oh, that's what I was talking about. No. Oh, oh no, I, I get the I get why they did it. Well, Robin church. said there was. A, I mean, they're showing like it, it was. It actually happened. There was some historical um, reality behind oh, it. Oh, probably. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't like. I mean, that's just me. See, I think maybe that's that old Southern person coming out of me. I just don't like that. I didn't. Mm-mm. But um, you know. No, I was talking about the. You know I was talking about the the. The other, um, whatever. I was just talking about something else that wasn't related to the setting in which they were doing it, but the people when they that were in the underground. Move, no, but the people that were leading the movement, the money that was put behind it, and how none of that money that was put behind that demonstration was actually oh. going to impact the people that Praytel mm-hmm. was actually trying to get to show up. Right? Okay. It's more about it's it's a to me it was it to me that was why I wasn't going to be upset that Electra didn't show up. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, I will be all caught up um, the next time. Um, okay, and the other thing that I watched was Murder Mystery on Netflix with Adam Sandler and um, Jennifer Aniston. Is that good? That was really good. I just I just wanted to touch bases on it. I it thought funny? it was pretty funny. Yeah. Okay. And plus, I love a good, you know, a little murder mystery, who did it or whatever. And I love it being done in a comical era versus a, you know, gruesome, true crime type thing. So, that was really good. So, just a little small shout out to Adam Sandler. Cause so, it is based on like a, I mean, it is like a try to figure out who did it by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're going through it trying to figure out who did it. Okay. So, it was good. Alright, and <laughs> that wraps up what are we watching this week. We're going to take a small break to pay the bills and then come back with Ooh, the perspectives. Okay, guys, we're back. Bills are paid, and it is time for a perspective. And Aaron is going to start us off this week. All right. So, as I said, um, one of the shows that I'm watching this week is Big Little Lies, and episode two I thought offered. Uh, I thought episode two was good, um, but I also thought, and I also thought it brought up some interesting uh, questions that I thought we could talk about. Okay. Uh, so it's a number of questions, not just one from my perspective this week, but it's, it's couched in the, the show Big, uh, Big Little Lies. And even though you haven't seen Big Little Lies yet, mm-hmm. um, the questions I think are universal. And I'm going to try to uh, set it up for you. All right. All right. So in Big Little Lies, so, Big Little, so just a um, quick whatever Big Little Lies is. Big Little Lies stars Reese Witherspoon um, as Madeline, Nicole Kidman as Celeste, uh, Shalane Woodley as Jane, and tells the story of five women, uh, in Monterey, California, um, who become uh, the center of a murder investigation. It also stars, um, Alexander Skarsgård, I think that's how you say his last name, he's the guy from True Blood, um, oh man, okay, um, as Celeste's husband, Adam White, Adam Scott, uh, as Madeline's husband, Ed Scott was, uh, Adam Scott is, uh, did you ever watch Parks and Rec? Oh, Briefly. Okay. Um, Zoe Kravitz. I know her. James Tupper, uh, Jeffrey Nalderling, whatever, and Laura Dern, whatever. Anyway, um, so but the, there's five women. So it takes okay. so it takes you on a journey to find out who died and who did it. Right. It's almost like a who did it and why. Right. The first season. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of season one, we find out the answers uh, to those questions. We find out who died and we find out who did it. Um, and season two picks up from there with Meryl Streep added to the cast. You know who Meryl Streep is. Yes, I do. <laughs> of course. Um, yes. But in last week's episode, a few things happened that made me think of these questions uh, that we're going to talk about. Um, 
So in one scene, so just uh, quickly, Celeste, uh, I'll just say spoiler alert, I'm going to try not to say as much for those that may want to go watch it. And, once I, and also I think it's a good... Um, I want to go watch it. It's good to, to follow up. <laughs> All right. So Celeste um, and her husband, Alexander, Scar, whatever, uh, um, they have a very interesting dynamic relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And while he was around... Uh, and, and it's very volatile, right? He puts his hand on her, she puts his hand on him, but it's hers are usually in response to him, right? Right. So anyway, uh, Celeste, in, in last week's episode, Celeste went to see her therapist, mm-hmm. and her therapist asked her to imagine pretty much one of the times where he was mollywhopping you. Uh, and so she starts to imagine it, but she's not really reactive, right? Because one of the things that she's talking to her therapist about at this moment is how she still feels... Um, guilty she still loves him she still wants to be with him you know and, and all these things that uh, like she's the victim in the situation it, it, for all intents and purposes of the show mm-hmm. uh, but she's not speaking like a victim she's more so as if she's the one who's causing the problems anyway so the therapist tells her take a moment and I want you to reimagine that same scenario but imagine your best friend instead of you okay and it's in her imagining her best friend which is Reese Witherspoon or you know Reese mm-hmm. um that she gets upset, that she's angry, that she starts to like get upset. Sorry, dang, I'm, I, I don't know why my phone does that. Mm. I, well, I don't actually. I know why because I don't put it on. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, did it now. Um, she asked her, uh, "Do you think Reese? Pretty much, do you think Reese deserved it?" Which is Madeline. She was like, "No." Um, but if you don't think she deserves it, why do you deserve it? So the quest, first question is, why is it easier to see right and wrong in someone else's situation, but not our own? Mm. probably because we're emotionally invested and so it's easier to it's easier to make excuses or uh, justify why we choose to stay or mm, gosh (laughs) is that lord telling um justify why we choose to stay in well stay in situations um Versus when we're on the outside looking in, all we see is one side, so we can't really, we can't understand the other side or why the other side does what they do. We just know what we see of our friends, I guess, or family, and so we just, it's easier to tell them, you know, certain things, to give them advice than to take our own, I guess. I guess, you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, it's, because we're on the outside looking in, um... We know what our friend is going through. We don't know the other person's side, I guess. So we don't right. and we don't tend to care because if if it's somebody that's close to us as being, you know. Right, but but the other person is you. Why do you yeah. care about why do you care more about your friend going through a situation than you care about you going through that situation? Right, it's almost like we give the best advice to other people, but we but we rarely take the, the advice that's, that we give yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I said because okay. I guess with us because we we make excuses or we're able to rationalize it more for us because yeah. we're we're just emotionally invested and we know you know we know all parts of the the spectrum there and maybe why things are happening and whatever and so we don't see it that way so you try to find it so it's easier to find the nuances in staying because you have more information to the situation versus somebody else's where you feel like even though even though you probably feel like you know a good amount of stuff about their own situation, which is why you're offering that advice. Right. That's contrary to how you would react. 
Um, I kind of agree, right? I think that the I think the reason why or I, a reason why I can see it being easier is because just like in TV shows, just like when we watch games, just like when we um, when we're spectators to anything, hindsight is twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's easier. Like in Wheel of mm-hmm. Fortune or in Jeopardy um, or Family Feud, you feel like you. Why didn't they get that answer? Yes. Why didn't they yes. say that? And it's because you're not in it, right? And right. sometimes you're focused. Your adrenaline, your brain, like your reflexes, all of those things are focused in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how I can see why. Even though I don't, even though I, I, I'd like to think that we get better. We'd like we try to get better. With being able to identify a problem or a situation or a hurdle and and actively take actively do something about it, right? Like I don't always want to spend my life being the one who can give good advice and never take my own advice. Uh, but I just thought that was interesting. All right, so question two. Um, so in the show, the the five women who are embroiled in this uh, sort of who did it, who did it, and why, mm-hmm. like they are the main people who know who did it and why. Right, no one else in their situation does. But in this episode that just recently, uh, in episode two of season two, someone else just discovered a secret um, within the secret. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, like we don't, they still don't know who did it and why. Like that still is stuck between them two. Okay, uh, between them five. But a secret within that secret has now come to light. Okay, and one of the spouses, Reese Witherspoon, her spouse, uh, is the one who found out. Now she didn't tell him. She didn't tell him, but he found out. And he found out that she knew, right? Her spouse Mm -hmm. found out that he knew. Um, His name is Ed. So Ed found out that Madeline knew the secret secret. and never told her. But it brought up a question to me. Are there things that you tell your friends or mates that you don't talk to your spouse about? Yes. Yeah, because it's just separate relationships and... Oh, and just to be sure, in 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 the episode, like, he went off. Like, he felt like, like... Essentially, I'm your husband. Like, you should be talking to me about these things. And, like, why I guess not? it depends on the severity of the information, but... See, I don't know the secret. <laughs> Let me say that. I, you know, I haven't watched it, so I don't know the secret. So, I guess it, it could be some things that I can see him being upset. It had nothing to do with Madeline. Oh, okay. It was, like, a secret. Oh, he was just mad because she didn't tell him? Yeah, I mean, the, it's a the severity of the oh, secret. Okay. I mean, okay. the, See, the severity of the secret. I told you, it's the secret within the seat within the big secret. Let me watch this show, Lord. Uh, um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, there are some things that I don't tell Robin, but I don't think it's anything that can devastate our relationship or that can affect her in any type of negative way. I guess I'll say that if it can't, if it doesn't affect her, why do I need to tell her? So that that's yeah. true i mean i i, I agree one <laughs> let me say that i uh, you know uh because there are some things that you just there are some things like there's i can see and probably because i'm there are there are people there are relationships where no one knows everything right mm-hmm. like you say you talk to your mom about everything but do you really talk to your mom about everything right there may be one or two things you say you talk to your best friends about everything but do you really talk like there are people in your life who don't get who get as much as they can get. They are yeah, just something in life that are only between you and God. And maybe the other person that was a part of it. If somebody else was a part of it. Like you're never going to tell. Um, so. Yes. There are things that you do. Alright. Question three. I only have two more. <laughs> okay. um, uh, actually we'll skip that one. Because I don't care about that one. Um, I mean I do. But if I come back to it. Uh, so we can agree for this conversation. That cheating is fundamentally wrong. Right. right? But if you do, do you tell your partner? 
and let me just give the backstory so that people who are listening understand what happens. So there's a like there's a couple <laughs> there's a couple in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever you you'll watch it. But Madeline cheated on her husband. All right, okay. Reese Witherspoon cheated on her husband, and she never told him. Okay. Uh, so let's just and over a year has gone by, like since this has happened, and it, she wasn't doing it again. Like that whole thing was dead and done. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ed found out. And do you want me to tell you how Ed found out, or do you just want me to say? No. Okay, so Ed found out. Let's just say she didn't tell him. So when he found out, when he found out how he found out, and because of the way he found out, like who was a part of that story. It takes it, it ends the episode on an interesting direction. And just so everyone you all will hear this on Monday, so for those who watch Big Little Lies, you will know the follow up because episode three starts tonight. It's tonight. So you can follow tonight. episode three so to find out what's gonna happen. So you know, whatever. Um, but so that brings the question of like uh, we can agree that cheating is wrong. Right. But if you do cheat, do you tell your partner? And if you do tell your partner, under what circumstances do you tell him? Um, so I would say the old me would say no, not to tell your spouse. Um, but me now in, um, I guess, learning and failing in a similar situation, I would say, yeah, you want to go ahead and let them know up front. Um, just because I feel like the blowback later could be even worse. Like, even if you're not doing it anymore or you're not... Um, in that space, you just kind of want to let them know. And I mean, if they, if y'all really love each other and it was a true mistake, y'all could, I'm sure, work past it. Um, if not, you know, who, I mean, because who's to say if you don't tell them and like this dude found out about her, he won't find out anyway, or your partner won't find out anyway, and then it'll be a bigger slap in the face. I mean, the way he found out was very whatever, but. I mean, people find out in messed up ways. You're right. So you agree? So you believe that you do tell your partner? Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Okay. I don't agree with that statement. I think that <laughs> this is to me as a devil's in the details type. Of, one, one. I, I don't agree with cheating. Period. Because I think that to say you've cheated with someone means that you've agreed upon a monogamous relationship that now you're like going against. Because there are some people that are in open relationships and that's not cheating, right? Like, and we could take Issa, we could take Insecure with Dro and Molly and um. That that was an open relationship. That wasn't cheating. But to those that are in committed relationships to where they decide that they're not going to, you know, they get married and it's to death to his part, I'm just going to sleep with you and you're just going to sleep with me and you're cheating, mm-hmm. like, that's a problem. Okay. Wait, but, before you go on, yes. I just, that statement that you just said <laughs> what did I about, just say? I, I mean... What did I say? You know I'm just running my mouth now. <laughs> <laughs> saying that you're cheating means that you've agreed to be, being in a monogamous relationship and all of that reminded me of this post I saw. That said, black men don't cheat because they never said y'all were together. Oh. <laughs> oh. Thank I, you, black man. <laughs> I know what you do. <laughs> yes. Okay. Go ahead. I know what folks you're talking about. Yeah, you know. Okay. Um, that's so funny. You, oh, anyway. Oh. I mean, hashtag. It was a whole move. It was a real move. It is a... Anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But I... But I... But... but we're human. I mean, people are like, we're talking about human relationships and people mess up. So if, if you do cheat, I think that if it's a, I could see if you're not going to do it again, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it was just a spell, like more than once or twice and more than once. But what if it was for like a whole six months? It, if it was for a whole six months mm-hmm. and it ends 
and you know it's not going to happen again for whatever reason. Okay. Then maybe you don't tell them because why? Because my question is, why are you telling them? What is the point of you telling them? And it's to, and a, one reason is right to help ease your mind to take the burden off of your mind. And the only way I could agree with that is if you feel like the burden that's on your mind is not making you the best partner that you can be to your person. But if you want to ease it off your mind just so that you can feel great about the day and keep it moving, <laughs> right? And you've been and you've already been doing it for this long, six months cheating, and you've been your best self to mm-hmm. your partner. Why are you telling them now, right? Like you're, that's for you. That's ego. That's selfish. Why are you telling that person? So I can see someone not telling them because it's not going to happen again, and they're not going to be in that situation for it to happen. If you feel like you know you fell in love with this person and whatever the circumstances were that ended the relationship, potentially could um, cause you to go back and do it and be with them, right? Like. One, that's a whole other conversation that you then need to have with yourself around, do you even still want to be married to this person? But uh, the other part to that is, yes, you do tell your partner, because I, be- I genuinely believe like you don't hide anything from your partner that they're, they're potentially has um, could have blowback on them. You tell them all the information that they need to know and allow them to make the decision for how they choose to show up. Right. Most of us, most people, I mean, most of us, most, most people, I mean, not most... <laughs> I have been ditzy before. <laughs> let me not let me not talk about no one else. I have been ditzy before. And just in relationships, to know that if you had told me beforehand, I probably still would have stayed or I still would have not been upset or, you know, whatever the situation was. And we're not just talking about cheating, right? Like, give me all the information so that I can make the best decision. See? Um, That's why you tell them. Yes, but you don't tell them. But you don't... Yes, but no, I'm not don't telling tell them you... You make yourself feel better. You tell them for... How is that making you feel better to have to hurt your partner by telling them the truth versus them finding out? I'm just saying, I was just offering a rationale. I mean, I believe one, you shouldn't cheat, period. But if it happens, if if it happens and you still plan to be with that person, then I assume you're planning not to do it again. So then maybe (laughs) there's a real conversation about not telling them. Like, I can see why you wouldn't tell them. Because it creates it creates a dynamic within the relationship that you may not be able to bounce back from, that that person may not be able to bounce back from. So that's, that I'm playing devil's advocate with myself because on the other side of that, I say you tell them information and you let them make the decision. But I say yeah. that's detrimental and harmful to them. When I'm speaking of like um, uh, contra- contracting something or babies that are now, you know, babies that are, like you didn't slipped up and now you, somebody's pregnant, right? Like those have impacts on the relationship that can't. But what if somebody else tells them, like, in this situation, like, if you had already told them, then they can't be surprised. Like, don't let anybody else surprise me with something that I should have already known. You're right. Oh, yes. Okay, so take it back to the show. And if I was taking it back to the show, do what you go watch. I think the way in which she found out, you you just need to mollywop that person real quick. Um, But it wasn't, but it wasn't intentional, but it wasn't like an intentional, like you need, like it just need. That's happened to me before where it wasn't intentional. You just need to let them know that what they did was messed up. But I ain't that mad because, you know, so that's where I'm at. Oh. Uh, you shouldn't do it. Period. If you're gonna do it, you need to assess yourself. You need to assess that relationship mm-hmm. and your commitment to it. And from there, I think you make the right decision. Okay. There you go. All right. Last question. Okay. Uh, so the one of the things that happened in this show, to which we're gonna see how it unfolds, is the conversation of marriage and what does that mean when two become one. So in this, uh, so one of the five, Celeste, and her husband, um, they're probably one of the wealthier, if not the wealthiest couple out of the five. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're all sort of, you know, whatever. But they're like the wealthiest. So in this episode, we see uh, the husband get arrested. 
Um, and we come to find out that sort of the blowback from him getting arrested, because I, I, I want you to watch it too, so I'm not trying to say too much, but the blowback from him getting arrested uh, implicates her finances, not just his. Mm. And one of the things that she says in the last episode is, I will not not be rich. Okay? Mm. Like, she almost tries to say, like, oh, you know, whatever happened is fucked up, but, like, I still have mine. And she's, and he's pretty much is like, no communal property, right? And she just pretty much is on this kick of, like, I will not not be rich. Um, so the question is, when it comes to finances, how much do you believe in the idea of mutual property? Um, and specifically, when one is financially liable for something such as taxes, debts, liens, um, how much is your spouse responsible? How much is the spouse responsible? And when I say liable, like they have, they owe some money to someone somehow, some way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How much is the spouse responsible? How much do you believe in that term, like in mutual property? What's yours is mine, what's mine is yours. I'm going to have to say, speaking from my marriage, I. I feel like we would both be in it for each other. Like, it, you know, we're together in this, so we're going to figure this out. And, I mean, honestly, Robin has really always been the one to me um, more financially stable. And that was more financially responsible. And, and that was always, to me, um, her I mean yeah that was always her demeanor or her take on things like we in this together we gonna figure this out together like if ever I was going through something or whatever like it would always be a together thing like I'm not gonna let you go down by yourself or whatever mm -hmm. so um and I would respect her the same I mean we've been there and it's been you know 50-50 so Robin's more Robin takes care of the, the household finances and some. And yeah. you say she's more responsible. responsible like you put yeah, her in charge she, of things. Yeah. That are, of breaking down the bit, who's going to pay what, when is going to get paid. I'm interested yeah. if you if you st if your response. Yes, you're speaking about your personal like like life, mm -hmm. uh, like what's going on in real time. I'm wondering if how you would think about her approach. It would be if it would still be the same if you knew like the context behind the show and okay. without giving too much away. I'm curious if. Or no, you've seen, you've heard of the Real Housewives of New Jersey yeah. with Teresa and her husband. Yeah. And how she, he was the responsible, he was the one who took care of all the bills and she knew nothing. And in the mm -hmm. end, he was doing shady things because of that. Right. And, but she still had to pay the price. Right. Mm -hmm. She, it's not similar, but it's similar um, in that sense, in terms of the show that brought the question. Okay. Uh, Big Little Lies. But I'm wondering, like, when that happens, how do you... How do you rectify a deal with that, right? Like, I'm not going to prison for anyone. Because but you just said. Been, but you just said. We were talking financially. That's we, talk, we were talking about financially. Yes. Responsible. Oh, but if, if jail time is on the line, if we're if it's like that legal, like I mean, yes, you said I said you are liable for debts, liens, you don't necessarily taxes. have to go to jail for the, oh taxes, yeah. You but can, you don't necessarily have to go to jail for liens and debts, like. You just have but to you you can, pay this money. But you can't. Okay. I'm just saying, like, jail was on the table. Jail was, was on the table for Teresa. I was thinking more financially. Jail. Okay, well, I'm not going to prison. And you may lose your money. And you may lose all that you have. I, I, that's the other aspect of it. It's not just possible jail time. It's like all that you've, all that you've worked and built for because mm -hmm. of their mistake or because of your mistake, your spouse now is, is going to lose everything. Right? So, yes, what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours. But now that yours is gone, so is mine. I don't oh. oh, and or jail right like I'm just looking at that's why I'm talking like when we talk about how much do we share responsibility yeah. in terms of finances with our spouse like 
Okay, no. Well, I'm not going to jail for anyone or prison. Um, I I do think that. Uh, I wish I had seen. I, I'm so interested in the show now, but um, <laughs> I guess it would be like, did I know about um, what she was doing? You know, at the time, like, did I know about the um, whatever shady was going on that caused her to be in this situation, or was she doing it behind my back? I guess that would depend because if she was doing it behind my back and I honestly had no idea of what was going on, then that you're responsible for that. And I feel like she would take responsibility. And I would hope in most cases the, the person responsible would take responsibility for that. Um, but if it was something that I knew about and that, you know, I was compliant with, then, yeah, we're in this together. Like, I'm not going to leave her out there for the sharks just because maybe her name was on it. Like. So then you, you you do, but I'm not going you to do that bed. Then you no. take that time. You she do that. Take that time, Robin. <laughs> Teresa still. Know. Joe is Joe did time right, but so and did Teresa. But so did Teresa. So I have a better attorney than that. I got connections. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to prison ever. So you're down. So what's yours is mine until until jail time is involved. I'm not a That's, ride or die. That, well, I'm a ride, but I ain't dying, and I, I ain't going to prison. I didn't necessarily. I didn't even know if I had a response to that question because <laughs> I because well one if I'm speaking on the show as it relates to this question, then I believe that Celeste has every Celeste is right and ju- or justified in her being upset right is now. Is this dude facing prison? Is he in prison? He is. He's out on bond. He's out on bond. Okay. He's out on bond. So he but can like, still beat the case. I don't. I don't know. Actually, we don't know. This oh, is what we're gonna see. Like literally, this last episode was when he got arrested and he got out, and we find out why, and we find out the implications that now are gonna have an impact on her. Mm-hmm. And the, and one of the good things about the show is it doesn't just it doesn't just do all like it takes you to the multi dimensions of any human being that's going through something because it's not just dealing with that right. You're also mm-hmm. dealing with the secret and the secret within the secret oh okay while also dealing with your real life stuff too right and those two things are so separate and that's just one character of the five right zoe has a whole other thing zoe has a whole other storyline that i think you'd be interested in madeline reese witherspoon has a whole other dynamic along with her cheating within the big story of the big story like it's Mm -hmm. a whole okay okay anyway i just think it's worth but that was the other thing because and that's that's gonna be that's gonna conclude oh no i was just gonna say something else about that last question i just i feel like there's so many different dynamics that um you have to look at because i also think about um karen on the real housewives of potomac do you watch that no not really but i know but i know but i know the whole she stood by her man and she was and she stood you know she made sure she had her own so that she could step there you go like you have to one you have to figure out a way and two it i mean i was also thinking about like it depends on the dynamics as far as um how long have y'all been together what have y'all gone through like what has this person done for you that just because by the, the grace of god you did not go to jail or you did not end up in a financial situation. So I wouldn't want to just... I could see... Okay, you say Karen. I could see where you're like... But I think the difference between that that show and this show, (laughs) right, is that in Karen's situation, his mistakes didn't lead to her losing money. Mm -hmm. In the show, what I did means no longer... I, not only did I lose my money, you lost yours too. Mm-hmm. We're, all our money is gone, so I can't even step in like Karen was to like hold you down. Yeah, we it both by, we both mm-hmm. <laughs> started from the bottom and we're back at the bottom essentially. But then, so are we gonna rebuild and be even stronger the next time? But how are we gonna rebuild if 
one or two are in jail, right? We don't know what's going to happen. That's, <laughs> the, that's what we're looking for. So my, yeah. And I, I didn't have a real point to it. I'm not in a relationship to like be that. saying. I mean, I but, like that question. But I thought, um, but I, I'm, I'm a, a big believer in figuring out what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. And I think if I did get into a committed relationship, then there would be, there would be some overlap, but not total overlap. Yeah, compromise. And, and, and it's structured in a way so that you mess up, you mess up. Okay. Not your mess. Your screw ups will have an impact on me, and vice versa. Listen, the moral of this. And I'm probably was, saying this is somebody who's hoping that I wouldn't mess up, and I could be the one that's gonna screw up, and then I'm the one that's trying to figure out mm-hmm. how what's yours is mine. Anyway, that concludes my uh, perspective for the week. My last question, but we're not gonna talk about it because I thought it would be interesting. Was just um. Um, is it appropriate to have your parents involved in your relationship or to get them involved? And if so, when? And there's a whole story within that about well, I'm it. I'm about to start talking. Is that going to be a mini show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it could be. It could be. But it, it, something, there's something in the show that made me want to bring that question up. But I don't want to keep talking about mine so that we can get to yours and oh. try to keep this under an hour. But I don't know what to say. <laughs> How long is this episode? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's probably not that long. We'll see. All right, oh. so I only have one question. <laughs> well, I had one show. I just had multiple questions. Well, I didn't have a show. Um, <laughs> my perspective—excuse me, my perspective—actually came in the middle of the night one night when I couldn't sleep, and I was thinking about the podcast and just thinking about some things that I wanted to talk about. And I came up with the question that I thought was good um, to give perspective from the single person and the married person in the group uh, or on on the podcast. And the question is, is it harder to find happiness when you're single or in a relationship? And I want your, you just did a lot of talking, I know, but (laughs) (laughs) I only have one question. I'm sorry. (laughs) So maybe you, is it, repeat the question and then sort of, can you give me a setup or something? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Is it harder to find happiness when you're single or when you're in a relationship and what i mean by that is um i mean simple i guess is it harder to find happiness within yourself when you're single or in your when you're in a relationship or i mean that's the question yeah okay (laughs) uh this is an interesting question um and it's interesting because I was trying to, my first, the first way I was taking this was, well, what do you mean happiness, right? Like mm-hmm. happiness within yourself, happiness mm-hmm. from someone else, happy, like, and how are we defining happiness? Uh, but if I just try to keep it broad, I don't think either, I don't think one is more difficult than the other. I don't believe that being in a relationship and or being single would present more of a challenge uh, than the alternative. Um, and probably a part of that is if I started with just like happiness within self, uh, that should be the goal, right? Even before you get in a relationship and mm-hmm. even while you're in one is, is maintaining what keeps you happy that where you are the source and not just the person that you're with. And so if that is one of the things that you prioritize in your life, then it'll always be something that you're working on and always be something that you're attaining and, and, and trying to keep, right? So whether you're with somebody or not, that's the thing. Um, if I'm talking about like, are we talking like, is it harder? Yeah, that's the only way I can think of it. Like my, yeah, there's no, there's no, one is not harder than the other. 
I guess that's my short answer. Okay. Yeah. I actually like that perspective. I mean, because I agree with that perspective, but what I was, I mean, not what I was also thinking about, but yeah. Um, yeah. As you were talking, I was thinking about, um, those who are in relationships and who have a focus on making their partner happy before they are even happy themselves. Um, and I guess, oh, you watch Good Girls, okay? Yes. Let's take the character of um, um, the redhead. Beth. Beth, okay. Beth is in this marriage where she doesn't seem happy with herself or her life. And that's apparent over the past two seasons and the road she has taken um, because of her unhappiness. And she put her husband's happiness and her kid's happiness in front of her own. And so... In that perspective, I guess, um, she's not happy in that relationship. And I wonder if she were just alone, you know what I mean? Like, that's I'm using Beth to take her out. Right. If she was just alone and by herself, do you think she could find more happiness? Because then she doesn't have to make her keep her husband happy or put all her focus on the kid's happiness. She could do the things that she wanted to do. So... But because she's married and has these kids, she can't just up and be out like that. I mean, I think in that situation specifically, <laughs> Beth is Beth was like in season one battling um, her decision to her decision to put her husband and this family uh, not ahead of her own happiness. But I think she thought that was going to bring us that like I think she thought that was going to bring her happiness mm-hmm. that. Um, a, a, a type of happiness that she never got. And then you couple that. So then she was a ride or die chick, right? In terms of she decided that she made this bed, she's going to lie in it. Mm-hmm. And that only shifted when she found out he cheated, right? And so, it, so, yes, the circumstances within that made it difficult for her to find her happiness, not because of, um, not because she was married. Well, actually, it, no, not because she was married, but because she had kids. Right, I don't think it was because she was married that she was unhappy. I think that you see what you you see what she did. You see what she did in <laughs> yes. season two. The writers made sure that we saw that, yes. and they not only did we see it, but we saw her wanting it. Right, like so she was seeking her own happiness, and not just and not just sexually, right, but also career wise. I think she was tapping back into those things, and I think that had nothing to do with her. And I think the roadblock to her doing that was the kids, not the spouse. So yes, if the question was. Does having children make it harder when you're married to find happiness in an unhappy situation, right? In an unhappy situation versus like when you're single with children, then maybe we could, maybe that would be a tougher sort of debate, right? Um, Because we, we know people are, yeah, we, well, we know people, I don't want to say there's enough, I don't want to like give, there's plenty of people, but we know people that are in relationships and that have children, and it's and their rationale for staying in that relationship is the child. They use that as sort of the mm-hmm. first. Um, I'm just talking. If you can see my hands, I'm just all. T- anyway, they use that as sort of their. <laughs> I had to look up. I want to <laughs> leave. I want to like not whatever. They use the kid as the rationale for staying in the relationship, not the relationship itself. Okay. I would also say though. And even given everything that you just said and what we just talked about, I think it could make our, even without the kids, if you're just in a relationship or in a marriage or whatever, I think it could make it harder to be happy because you're not going to be happy 100% of the time when you're in a relationship. No, I mean, and I'm, so, it, and I'm, just, sorry, no sorry. I'm just saying. And so I think it, it can make it harder sometimes 
to be happy because um, you, you have to consider someone else's feelings and their happiness. And sometimes the outcome isn't always going to make the other person happy, I guess. And that goes back to compromise of being in a relationship. So I guess I would side on. So it could be a little harder to be happy or because have, you have to consider somebody else's feelings. Yeah. But do you have to consider them at the expense of yours? Sometimes you do. At the expense of yours. Sometimes you do. I mean, what situation does that happen that you're okay with? What situation are you comfortable considering somebody else's at the expense of yours? I feel like I considered, oh, just coming up here today, I didn't want to come alone. I didn't want to drive alone. But Robin felt some type of way, and she was not able to travel with me. And although I really wanted her to go, like, I wanted her to make a sacrifice and go, um, I also understood that me wanting that of her was a little irrational um, because of how she's feeling. So even though it made me unhappy to have to drive without her, I'd rather her be in a better place than me get what I want and be happy. Right, but that's not at the expense of your feelings. That's in consideration of someone else's. Then there's a difference. I don't think no, so. No, at, at the expense of your feeling is, at, to me, at the expense of my feelings if I'm in a relationship is, I don't want to, I don't know, just as lighthearted as this can be, I don't want to do X because that's a trigger for me. Like, it sets off tra- trauma, traumatic, da 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 whatever in me. Oh, okay. But I'm willing to do that at the expense of my feelings. Like, I'm willing to go through that traumatic experience and fit, like, I'm willing to put myself in, in harm's way to satisfy you. Maybe I wouldn't go that as far to as me harm's is like. At way. the expense of your feelings. When you consider somebody else, right? Like, when your feelings are movable, are adjustable, okay. then that's compromise. But I ain't moving on something that's not, I'm not mo- that I'm not moving on because of somebody else. You just said you ain't going to jail behind somebody else. That's, that, means, <laughs> that means there are certain things that you're flexible on, but there's something that you're not moving on. And that what you're not moving on, that to me is you, you choosing somebody else's feelings at the expense of yours. You're willing to take the L, not you're willing to compromise because a compromise in a relationship is not an L, right? It's what makes a relationship better. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I guess I just look at that differently. Well, I don't necessarily feel like I'm taking an L because maybe in this moment I'm not happy about something and Robin gets her way. Like, I don't see it like that. That's not an L because it was something that you were willing to be flexible about. If you really didn't want to drive, if you were really that petrified of driving by yourself mm-hmm. then robin not going would have caused you not to go or it would have caused you to figure out somebody else to come with right like because that would have been like yeah but i don't feel like that i mean i don't i guess i don't see it to that depth of taking an l but it's still me being unhappy about the outcome like i'm talking about the outcome here like i'm talking you said your feelings or you being unhappy how you feel or compromising your feelings and i felt like i compromised my feelings i don't i don't see it as an l but i know my feelings compromise i said yes but compromise is compromise exists in all relationships like you have to compromise because it's two people bringing two different like perspectives to, to to everything Maybe we're listening. Maybe I'm think. Maybe I'm thinking. I'm I'm separating compromise from at the expense of. Yeah, to me those it, are two I different things. Di- we just have different definitions of this right now. Because I un- I understand compromise. I understand compromise in all relationships, not just sexual ones, right? In work relationships, like compromise exists in the world, like it's needed. Um, 
but with like but I, but there's a but to me there's a line like when shit is at the expense of something it's like it's almost like your deal breakers your deal breakers could be at the expense of and for lightheartedness wrinkled clothes are a deal breaker for oh, me Lord. i'm not dealing with deal breakers i just still feel like it depends on the situation and it depends on the person like i don't mind taking l's for robin and but it and i guess it can Depends on what I consider an L. Because you're willing to consider somebody else's feelings in a relationship, in that relationship. You're already open. But you're already open. That, you're already that, open to the L being taken. And that affects my happiness. That doesn't mean like I'm because I'm coming still. But back not to in the a way. But I mean, not in a way. If you weren't willing to do it, if you weren't willing to consider Robin's feelings. Or maybe it's just not a deal breaker where it's something that I'm going to just get up and be done because right. I'm not... So, I mean, it's not un- so unhappiness as a whole. our are based on the severity. That's where we're disagreeing. Because I, okay. I believe in compromise, but I think the compromise, to me, is shouldn't... Compromise shouldn't make you sad, mad, or unhappy, or like, that's a compromise. You're choosing to do that. One is a choice. It's a choice. Don't don't make choices that you're not going to be happy about that you that you can't deal with, right? That's a bigger conversation. That's I mean that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. That's a horse of another color, a different okay. conversation, maybe for another day. But like when you choose something, it's a choice. Don't get upset at the choices that you've made. Recognize mm-hmm. that they may not be the best choice. They may not be the choice I, that you yeah, want, but it's a choice that you're choosing to make. Otherwise, you're gonna choose a choice that's best for you. Okay. <laughs> I'm a, I can't because I'm just yeah okay all right that's gonna end my perspective this week um what are you looking forward to so uh maybe because I'm all TV this week um uh, for this week uh you Big what? Brother I've been talking about oh, TV right in my five questions on TV and, this week. oh I mean maybe oh, who knows uh <laughs> <laughs> um. Big Brother starts on Tuesday, and so that's what I'm looking forward to. Because with Big Brother comes three days. Like I know my Tuesday, my Sunday, um, Sunday, Wednesday, Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Which is anyway, Big Brother starts this week, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Okay. You? Um, what are you looking forward to? And I guess Fourth of July, because we don't usually do what are we looking forward to in our minisode. So by the time you hear us again, it would have been after Fourth of July. Oh, true that. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward looking to forward Fourth to of July. Days off. Yeah. Let's go. I just that. need a plan. I need y'all to have a plan. Nope. <laughs> I need y'all to have a plan. Okay. Entertain me. <laughs> oh, I forgot you were coming down that weekend. Yeah. So, um, nope. What are you <laughs> looking forward to? <laughs> those days off. Um, what else am I looking forward to? Um, I don't know. Nothing really. I ain't got nothing coming up. I don't think. I can't think. My mind is a little scattered right now. Um, days off. <laughs> All right. Days off. Well, that is that concludes our what are we looking forward to? Um, yeah. All right. So that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode of A, a Perspective. Perspective. Remember, guys, you can find us on Instagram at A Perspective uh, underscore underscore. Or you can email us at a perspective no e at the end at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, A Perspective with Aaron and Ashley. Uh, yes, and make sure that you tell five people and tell them to tell five people. We genuinely appreciate all the love and support that we've been getting. And as we continue to grow, right, like you're growing with us. So thank you for helping and supporting.
Yes. And also, guys, um, if you have anyone that you want to recommend for small business shout out, please let me know. Um, hit us up in one of those mentions or one of those um, social media platforms that I just mentioned. So and give us your recommendations. Um, and don't forget, if you change your perspective. <laughs> and don't forget, guys, okay. if you change your perspective, you change your outcome. Hey, bye. bye.